This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Let's see what we have up next, ladies and gentlemen. We are at fastcompany.com and this article is from august 2019 all right i've got a few articles i want to share with you so we can really break this down so let's go back to august 2019 so this is pre-covid land the high school theater production the title of this article is "Uh uh-oh silicon valley is building a chinese style social credit system And the subtitle is, In China, Scoring Citizens' Behavior is Official Government Policy. U.S. companies are increasingly doing something similar outside the law. But we already know and already reviewed that in China, a lot of this was going on within the so-called private sector and then through local governments and not at the national level. Not just yet, folks. All right, let's take a look at this article by Mike Elgin. It says, have you heard about China's social credit system? Well, you folks just have. If you hadn't already, I just introduced you to it. Just a tidbit, folks. We're going to get into it in depth uh, in coming episodes, but I wanted to introduce it now. This was a good night to do it. It says, it's a technology-enabled surveillance-based nationwide program designed to nudge citizens toward better behavior. The ultimate goal is to, quote, allow the trustworthy to roam everywhere under heaven while making it hard for the discredited to take a a single step, end quote, according to the Chinese government. That's a great one. That's a great one. I think that's going to be the title of this show (laughs) of this episode allow the trustworthy to roam everywhere under heaven while making it hard for the discredited to take a single step wow wow could you imagine folks i mean this is uh This is the technate rising, ladies and gentlemen. This article goes on to say, in place since 2014, the social credit system is a work in progress that could evolve by next year into a single nationwide point system for all Chinese citizens, akin to a financial credit score. 
It aims to punish for transgressions that can include membership in or support for the Falun Gong or Tibetan Buddhism, failure to pay debts, excessive video gaming criticizing the government, late payments, failing to sweep the sidewalk in front of your store or house, smoking or playing loud music on trains, jaywalking, and other actions deemed illegal or unacceptable by the Chinese government. Well, all this stuff is basically deemed illegal by the United States government, too. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to smoke on the train anymore. They have ordinances against playing loud music. So all this stuff is uh, its the same here in the United States. But we like to laugh at China and say they're authoritarian. It goes on to say it can also award points for charitable donations or even taking one's own parents to the doctor well you don't get points i don't think i'm not sure about taking your parents to the doctor but you do get points for making charitable donations you can write that off in your taxes what are your taxes that's your work that the government steals from you at gunpoint so we have that system as well goes on to say punishments can be harsh including bans on leaving the country using public transportation checking into hotels hiring for high visibility jobs or acceptance of children to private schools it could also result in slower internet connections and social stigmatization in the form of registration on a public blacklist okay we just covered all that goes on to say china's social credit system has been characterized in one pithy tweet as authoritarianism gamified that's perfect that's perfect authoritarianism gamified and uh write that down ladies and gentlemen because that should be uh the bumper sticker for the united states at this point as well goes on to say, at present, some parts of the social credit system are enforced nationwide and others are local and limited. There are 40 or so pilot projects operated by local governments and at least six run by tech giants like Alibaba and Tencent, right? You guys know Alibaba. goes on to say, Beijing maintains two nationwide lists called the Blacklist and the Red List, the former consisting of people who have transgressed and the latter people who have stayed out of trouble. A red list is the communist version of a white list. These lists are publicly searchable on a government website called China Credit. (laughs) So you can look this up, folks. Public shaming. What is black and white and red all over? The social credit system. (laughs) Black and white and red all over. All right, folks. Goes on to say the Chinese government also shares lists with technology platforms so for example if someone criticizes the government on weibo their kids might be ineligible for acceptance to an elite school all right it sounds great i mean it sounds great i can't i understand why the guy in the last article said he was happy that guy chen because it, it sounds like such a happy system it says public shaming is also part of china's social credit system pictures of blacklisted people in one city were shown between videos on tiktok in a trial and the addresses of blacklisted uh, citizens were shown on a map on wechat that's great great Put targets on people's backs. Oh, wait. What happened to the January 6th, folks? Oh, yeah, we do that here in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Some Western press reports imply that the Chinese populace is suffocating in a nationwide Skinner box of oppressive behavioral modification. But some Chinese are unaware that it even exists, and many others actually like the idea. One survey found that 80% of Chinese citizens surveyed either somewhat or strongly approve of social credit system. And if they didn't, they lost three points on their social credit score and were executed in the town green. It doesn't say that. I added that at the end. But wouldn't that be, uh, wouldn't that be appropriate? I mean, if you're asking people if they approve of the social score system, how many people are going to tell you no, they don't approve if they fear what's going to happen to them? They say, no, I don't approve of the social score system. And then tomorrow morning they wake up and they're not allowed to buy a cup of coffee at the McDonald's. You see what's happening there, folks? Goes on to say it can happen here. Many Westerners are disturbed by what they read about China's social credit system. Why? Because they're stupid. This is me, by the way. And they have no idea that it's already here. Our government dangles this stuff out in front of us as propaganda to make you fear China instead of looking what's going on right here in your backyard or right at your front door. It's already here, ladies and gentlemen, yet we are too stupid to realize it because we live in this connected world and we worry about what's going on in Beijing or worry about what's going on in Indonesia because they've created this world in which now we have to focus on everything else because it's a globalized world. But in fact, it's happening right here in our own country. People just don't realize it. It goes on to say, but such systems, it turns out, are not unique to China. A parallel system is developing in the United States, in part as the result of Silicon Valley and technology industry user policies, and in part by surveillance of social media activity by private companies. Here are some of the elements of America's growing social credit system. All right ready to sit here and break this down and i just want to remind you i've said it on several shows i'll say it again in this country people are being driven into the technocracy whether they realize it or not gig workers all right so you've got the blue collar service type workers taxi drivers uh, grocery shoppers food delivery people They've got gig apps for everything, folks. All of them owned by the technocrats. So you are operating as an independent contractor at the whim of the technocrats who can turn you off at any time whatsoever for no reason. You could be making $350 a day today and tomorrow you're making zero. They have all the creatives driven into websites like Etsy and Fiverr, owned by the technocrats. They can turn off those people immediately. That's graphic designers, web designers, video editors, and it's a race to the bottom because they put everyone into these platforms, these internet ghettos, and now everyone is running around going, I'll do a logo for $4.09 because you're trying to compete with some guy in India. Or you're trying to compete with the guy next door who's willing to take $4.08. You know, people are selling all their crafts and stuff through Etsy. They all put themselves into a marketplace where it's a race to the bottom. 
because you're competing to sell your crocheted blankets with someone who lives in Singapore. So you're selling a crocheted blanket for $7.43. You see how that works? All the content creators, whether you're on YouTube or BitChute or Odyssey or Rumble, or you're a podcaster over here on Spotify, or one of these other platforms. It's a you are at the whim of the technocrats. They could turn off your podcast, take away your ad revenue, shut down your YouTube account. How do you promote in today's world? They create a globalized world. Well, then you have to promote through social media. But you could have your social media account taken away. You might not even be able to really build one up because a lot of the system runs on bots and it's all fake. See, we've been driven into this technocratic system in which the technocrats control the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. If you're a musician, you need to sell through iTunes and websites like that. You see, it's so centralized, although we call it decentralized, but when you look behind the companies and the platforms, they're all controlled by the same exact people. They all answer to the same, quote unquote, investors. And so they can shut you down across platforms. I've explained here how they can shut your website down. They can take your domain name away. But if you want to go and start any sort of business, I mean, there's this whole new fad of people that are virtual assistants. Virtual assistants could charge, well, it's going down, but let's say it was 30 to $50 an hour. You could be doing a little gig project for a CEO somewhere across the other side of the world, and you're booking his travel, you're writing blogs, you're updating his website, doing video projects, helping with social media. Well, how do you get those jobs? You're funneled into a gig platform. And so you could be making money today and be shut down tomorrow for no reason. And this is the trend that's going on now. I know people that are getting into the loan closing business. You get your work through a gig app. I look at the gig app. I go, look look who's behind it. The same technocrats. So they're taking all the ways that people are making money and then driving you into these digital apps where you get the work. You're not building up a book of business. You're not actually building up clients. I knew this was very dangerous dangerous years ago. As a web developer, I would have clients that would start saying, I don't need a website. I don't want to build a new website this year. We're just going to run our business on Facebook. We're just going to set up a Facebook business page. And I said, that's very dangerous. What happens if Facebook decides to throw you off? The other thing is you're getting fat and lazy, just relying on Facebook to do your marketing. So now you're not going and putting flyers on people's doors. You're not leaving postcards in people's mailboxes. You're not out at the local Dunkin' Donuts handing out business cards to people in the morning telling them, hey, I'm a landscaper. I can mow your lawn. You're not building personal relationships. You're just relying on Facebook. So this is the system that's been created since the internet came into our homes in 1995, the internet, an invention of the government. And so we've driven ourselves, we've allowed ourselves to be driven into this world. Unfortunately, look at me. Uh, I, I, if I didn't say this, I'd be a hypocrite. I like podcasting. I want to deliver a show to as many people as possible and wake them up. Yes, I'm trying to warn you about the technocracy, but I like speaking into the microphone. Well, I rely on all of these technocratic systems. I could wake up tomorrow and my whole account could be shut down. I don't even bother trying to promote on social media because I've had so many accounts since 2015 taken away. A Facebook account, multiple Twitter accounts, several YouTube accounts, and so it becomes frustrating.
But this is what happens when you don't conform with the system. If I conformed to the system, if I preached what the government, what the state, what Silicon Valley wanted me to preach, I would probably be promoted. Uh, They wouldn't even have to tell me. I would just be rewarded. All of a sudden, I'd have a million followers on YouTube, and I'd be making $25,000 a month, you know? And they go, how did this happen? Okay, I might as well keep telling people that the jab is good because that's apparently working. So see, we've all are slowly being driven into this technocratic system. And once you're operating within the digital world, you're living in the metaverse. You're living in the matrix. Then when you misbehave, they can punish you. All of a sudden, you wake up tomorrow and your DoorDash account is closed. Your Instacart account is closed. Your Uber account is closed. Your Uber Eats is closed. Your Grubhub is closed. And you can't make money. I mean, this is the world we're moving into. When I get back, let's get into the United States, Silicon Valley, and what their social credit score system looks like. Going back to 2019, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, we're back here at FastCompany.com. And so we're looking at some of the elements of America's growing social credit system. First up, we have insurance companies. The New York State Department of Financial Services announced earlier this year that life insurance companies can base premiums on what they find in your social media posts. That Instagram pic showing you teasing a grizzly bear at Yellowstone with a martini in one hand, a bucket of cheese fries in the other, and a cigarette in your mouth could cost you. On the other hand, a Facebook post showing you doing yoga might save you money. Insurance companies have to demonstrate that social media evidence points to risk and not be based on discrimination of any kind. They can't use social posts to alter premiums based on race or disability, for example. Oh, no, no, no. Just on if you're eating uh, cheese fries. Goes on to say, the use of social media is an extension of the lifestyle questions typically asked when applying for life insurance, such as questions about whether you engage in rock climbing or other adventure sports. Saying no, but then posting pictures of yourself uh, free soloing El Capitan could count as a yes. All right, so they can use social media to scan. I've told you before. Okay, Peter Thiel, the transhumanist technocrat, who is a huge government contract, his company Palantir started with CIA money, CIA money via the CIA's venture capital firm InQtel, is now inside of the IRS, 
under a $100 million contract from the Trump administration, and they are allowed to go through your financial transactions, your social media posts, and your phone records, amongst other things. So it's happening here inside of the government as well. It goes on to say PatronScan. A company called PatronScan sells three products. Kiosk, desktop, and handheld systems designed to help bar and restaurant owners manage customers. PatronScan is a subsidiary of the Canadian software company Serval Biometrics, and its products are now on sale in the United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. PatronScan helps spot fake IDs and troublemakers. When customers arrive at PatronScan using BAR, their ID is scanned. The company maintains a list of objectionable customers designed to protect venues from people previously removed for, quote, fighting, sexual assault, drugs, theft, and other bad behavior, end quote, according to its website. A, quote, public, end quote, list is shared among all patron scan customers. So someone who's banned by one bar in the U.S. is potentially banned by all the bars in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada that use the patron scan system for up to a year. Patron scan Australia keeps a separate system. All right? You see that? So when you go to the bar and you're letting them scan the back of your driver's license, you didn't think they were just doing that to see if your ID was real. No, they're keeping a digital footprint on you without even telling you. Without even telling you. I need your ID to get into the bar. Well, you think that's a government rule? No, they're scanning that. They're also going to use it for marketing as well. Goes on to say, judgment about what kind of behavior qualifies for inclusion on a patron scan list is up to the bar owners and managers. Individual bar owners can ignore the ban if they like. Data on non-offending customers is deleted in 90 days or less. Also, patron scan enables bars to keep a, quote, private, end quote, list that is not shared with other bars, but on which bad customers can be kept for up to five years. All right. The bar can also pull that data down and store it forever. And they can also sell that information on you. It says PatronScan does not have an, quote, appeals, end quote, process, but it's up to the company to grant or deny those appeals. All right. They can sell that data they're taking on you too, folks. I mean, it's unbelievable. Did you even know that existed? Next time you go to the bar and they ask for your ID, ask them if they're using PatronScan. And there's other companies doing that as well. There's quote-unquote competitors out there. Uber and Airbnb, that's the next one. Thanks to the sharing economy, the options for travel have been extended far beyond taxis and hotels. Uber and Airbnb are leaders in providing transportation and accommodation for travelers. But there are similar ride-sharing and peer-to-peer accommodation companies providing similar services. Airbnb, a major provider of travel, accommodation, and tourist activities, bragged in March that it now has more than 6 million listings in its system. That's why a ban from Airbnb can limit travel options. They can also ban you if you're the person who bought a house to rent out on Airbnb. Believe it or not, I don't know if this is still going on, folks, but I knew someone who owned 
an Airbnb property. They came into a decent size inheritance, and instead of just blowing it or throwing it in the stock market, they ended up buying a house next door to them, and they decided they were going to rent it out for Airbnb. They had a business model, and the money would come back in every month and supplement their social security, and in the end, they could turn around and sell that house. Well, they started doing that. One of the things that they would do as a responsible uh, renter who didn't want to piss off other people in the neighborhood who were already upset about Airbnbs being allowed to operate, they would look at the person who was requesting to rent the house, and then they would do their own research, and they'd go look them up on Facebook and other things, and they would try to make sure that they weren't going to have some young girl who was going to throw a bachelorette party there and destroy the house or be out in the street drunk and getting the neighbors upset, and there came a point in which Airbnb said, you're not allowed to do that and they would actually block the profile of the person looking to rent from the person who owned the property so that the person who owned the property would have to give it to someone without actually knowing anything about them or being able to do research on them saying that this was uh, about uh, equality right but at the same time if airbnb got more than one complaint uh, from neighbors calling Airbnb saying this property listed on your site is disturbing us, they would actually throw you off the platform. So now they stopped you from being able to actually review the clientele. I don't know if that's still going on, but that was happening. And so all of a sudden, if you get thrown off Airbnb, how are you going to rent your house now? Again, it's another company that has driven people into the system that we are in now, this technocracy. Everything being run out of Silicon Valley. It goes on to say Airbnb can disable your account for life for any reasons it chooses, and it reserves the right to not tell you the reason. The company's canned messages include the assertion that, quote, this decision is irreversible and will affect any duplicated or future accounts. Please understand that we are not obligated to provide an explanation for the action taken against your account, end quote. The ban can be based on something the host privately tells Airbnb about something they believe you did while staying at their property. Airbnb's competitors have similar policies. It's now easy to get banned by Uber, too. Whenever you get out of the car after an Uber ride, the app invites you to rate the driver. What many passengers don't know is that the driver now also gets an invitation to rate you. Under a new policy announced in May, If your average rating is, quote, significantly below average, end quote, Uber will ban you from the service. Uber can also ban drivers. You could be a perfectly decent person, and I've met many of them, who drive a nice car that they're paying a lot of money for every month, that they're renting through, say, Enterprise, and spending a couple thousand dollars a month to rent a vehicle so they can drive for Uber, and you get one drunk pig gets in the back of your car, pukes all over the seat, calls you uh, the N-word, you know, calls you a cracker, calls you whatever the hell they want. You try to be nice. You try to accommodate them. You know you're not getting a tip. You're driving this buffoon 40 minutes to some uh, from some club to some bar, and then they go and they make a claim about you. And the next thing you know, you wake up and your Uber account is gone. You go from making $375 a day to zero. Zero. And this is what happens. So if you go back 10, 15 years ago, a friend of my father's, a guy named Doc Martin, 
this guy owned a really nice black Cadillac and he built up a clientele from lawyers to doctors and politicians and he would do a lot of rides to private rides to the airport up in Hartford, Connecticut. And he had a whole Rolodex of clients and he'd hand out his cards and he'd put them up on pin boards and you built a book of business. Well, in the modern day, someone looking to do that would start off, they'd go work for Uber. Next thing you know, you get thrown off Uber. Now what do you do? Folks, this is how you live outside the system. Start building your own book of business. All right, let's continue. WhatsApp. You can be banned from communication apps too. For example, you can be banned on WhatsApp if too many other users block you. You can also get banned from sending spam, threatening messages, trying to hack or reverse engineer the WhatsApp app, or using the service with an unauthorized app. WhatsApp is small potatoes in the United States, but in much of the world, it's the main form of electronic communication. Not being allowed to use WhatsApp in some countries is as punishing as not being allowed to use the telephone system in America. And, you know, when I was in corporate entertainment, I was down in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. No, not Trinidad and Tobago. I was down in Dominican Republic. We were doing an event uh, with my best friend, uh, Tim Waters. He was Bill Clinton on The Tonight Show 200 times back with uh, Jay Leno. And so the event company, the production company, they were like, hey, do you have WhatsApp? That was my first introduction to WhatsApp. So the whole team and the clients and the event planners all operated on WhatsApp. And so I got familiar with it. And now that, you know, since I met my wife, I realized a lot of her family and friends and people from Europe, all over the world communicate through WhatsApp. So you get thrown off WhatsApp. It's like losing your ability to text message back and forth with people. If it comes down to business, folks, you're pretty much screwed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when I get back more on this, this is the social score system alive and well here in the United States. The point being is if you rely on this stuff today, I would start making plans to figure out how to take your business offline. I mean, you don't have to go completely offline. Use it, but be aware that if you're relying on income from these third-party applications, you can't count on it. Just like Mike and I cannot rely on the ad revenue that comes from the third-party ad revenue streams because we could lose it tomorrow for no reason whatsoever. I know Mike Moore's been talking about some of that at the Thomas Paine podcast. He'll probably reveal more as time goes on. But ladies and gentlemen, it's here. This is what happens when you allow yourself to be driven into the technate and social credit is going to affect everyone whether you own a business or not ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard if i disappear then obviously my social credit score was lowered and they threw me off air i'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 